Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. We're gonna build that wall with all your hands. We're gonna build that wall together. We came up with the best nickname ever last night for Disgusting Justin. Yep. Well, other than Disgusting Justin. Yeah, well, DJ, DJ, DJ Tanner. Um, yeah, DJ, Deej. obviously. Deej. Deej. Yeah. Rhymes with Beej, you know. <laughs> Why do they call you DJ? Because it rhymes with Deej and Deej rhymes with Beej. Will you consider it for your next fight? Would they even read it? Would the announcer even read it? Uh, not in Texas. No? Not in no. Te- I mean, <laughs> I feel like any publicity is good publicity, but not in this case. Uh, Come on, brother. Also, my mother would disown me, I'm sure. So but. if you don't know, because we always call him Disgusting Justin or Deej, um, his, his real name is Justin Governor. So last night after 90 drinks, uh, when we were out, I was screaming through the streets, Ladies and gentlemen, here comes Justin. Build the wall, Governor. And it was yeah. And then I start. I, I act like I've got some uh, some bricks, and I'm just putting the cement on there. And He's I like stack, pantomiming building I stack the wall. Another one. Yeah, I'm like a mime, and I'm building the wall. Yeah. And then I like try and climb it, and I start crying, and then like I act like I have some some woman next to me. Like I, I do the whole scene. I like bang her and act like she's pregnant real quick. The weirdest thing. Then she thing pops about- the child out, and then I start crying, and I cross the wall, and I'm like on my knees crying, like nah. And I, I just don't. The weirdest thing about all of it is that AOC showed up for a photo shoot. Yeah, like she was right there, there on the other side of, of Justin's yeah, fake wall. His fake wall. Yeah. Well, there wasn't even a real wall. She shows up for a photo yeah. shoot. Yeah, she showed up for a photo shoot. Um, the other thing we were talking about was putting your mom on the other side of it, yeah. making those uh, hot dogs wrapped in bacon. Yeah, and then on I'm the crying, tinfoil, and I'm like, uh, oh, this wall's separating us, Mom, and I just yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah, Because you, you really want to get the audience into your story yeah. and your nickname and, and who you are as a person. I, I, I really like it. Yeah. Justin How many? So when you when you fight? Because where did you fight last time? San Antonio. Uh, yeah. Um, where's your next fight? I believe Corpus Christi, August thirtieth. We are matching up the opponent right now. Okay. Uh, so I'm not announcing it officially, but more than likely, um, fighting this guy. Okay. So in, in with these crowds, because you know Texas better than I do, what would you say the percentage of Mexicans are that uh, go to these fights? hundred uh, percent. I think it's hundred percent. No, it's like ten percent. It's probably half of the audience. It's not 50? sixty, maybe sixty percent. It's it's a lot, man. In uh, South Texas, especially my my fan base. I mean, I've got yeah, because a lot of the fighters are. Um... And dude, I sold a hundred and one tickets for my last fight, and uh-huh. honestly, I didn't even really try and sell until I reread the contract and it said if you sell a hundred tickets. I'm like, oh wow, okay, hey everybody. But yeah. I would say on that uh, fan base alone, out of those hundred and one, I mean, I sold like legit about thirty percent to my family. About thirty people came from my family. So there's already 30%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a minimum. Uh, and, you know, they're real funny and dark, and we can joke, but for some reason, the whole, like, Mexican, you know, jokes, they're like, ha, 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 hey. Is it really? Nah, they'll laugh, um, but they'll dish it right back at you. You know, if you make a Mexican joke, they'll be like, ha, ha, except for their jokes aren't funny, and they're very hateful towards white people. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. How, so, so let me ask you this, okay? You have how many subscribers on Instagram? Uh, about seven thousand right now. Seven thousand. If if we post it 
and get you above 10,000, will you change your name for one fight to Justin Bill the Wall Governor? Oh, man, dude. I mean, I'll do it for like a day. <laughs> and then I'll drop from 10,000 to 5,000 for sure. <laughs> and then, and then I'll be on Fox News. Him and yeah, sure. and, then, and then I'll make a big deal out of it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll write Fox News and be like, oh, all I did was change my name, adjust and build the wall, govern all, censorship, stop with the censorship, lost 5,000 followers. And then I'll get on Fox News. Yeah. And then I'll get a lot more followers. Yep. However, my fan base, when they find out I'm half Mexican, would be pissed. Yeah. And, uh, but the, 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 the part of you that's half white, those people would be really yeah. amped about it. Yeah. They like half want me to win my fight, half want me to lose. They, I just want to confuse everybody. The controversy would be electric. Uh, I mean, again, any publicity is good publicity. But it is. Yeah. No. So you could have somebody come out like your trainer and put up some bricks, you know, like yeah. right, right before you walk in and, and do the whole thing. You could become a like, heel like in professional wrestling. Yeah. You ever and thought then, about that? Then at some point you flip, like you're this guy that's been doing all this shit forever, and then at some point you flip and you come out in the walls there and you just kick the wall down and rip your shirt off and it says hashtag DACA or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should just get a tattoo on my back, on my lower back that says build the wall. <laughs> so when I'm fighting and I'm on top of someone and they zoom in, they're like, oh, Governor's got great control. Oh, does this tattoo, his tattoo says build the wall. Cut the screen. Cut the there's feet, a, cut there's the actually a, a picture of a guy building a wall. It would be back. really <laughs> funny if it's all, your whole entire back is you it's building a wall, a wall brick a brick by Rick. <laughs> and then across the top in huge letters, it just says build the wall. And that's... <laughs> I mean, you have to pay me like six million dollars to do that. No, you not, not think that so? I, I think your number is probably lower. Um... I'd say if you did it for a million, I'd do it because I know that I could spend X amount of that getting rid of the tattoo with some laser, and I'm golden. I get to keep maybe 70, no. 80% of that. We're going to give you a million dollars. You're going to get the t- tattoo. You have to keep it until you have a child. Oh, man. Then you can I'll get, just wow. get someone pregnant really fast. Well, we, oh, so no, we, I'm just trying to ruin your fucking life, buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. so. You know, I'd you're treating ch- us like a bunch of dicks, but we're yeah. just trying to ruin your life. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, okay, touche. Yeah. It's all in I'm good all thinking fun. of the smart decision to make. Well, I could go and uh, have a child in Mexico where the laws don't touch me, and then, you know. Well, it's, look, speaking of having a child, we, right before we went on air, we were talking about this. You only use condoms, which is a shock to me. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all. For I disgusting mean, Justin, no, I, you're I would have thought you would have had every STD in the book and raw-dogged everybody. I mean, it's just a smart thing to do. Like, is the world really ready for another one of me? That, so that, I'm glad you for asked. Another 12 or 13 so I'm going to I'm gonna toss this to you. Is there a girl out there that you wouldn't pull out for? Uh, like an heiress or? Adriana Chechik, probably. Adriana Chechik. Ah, but then you have a baby with a porn star. That's great. No, that's gravity exists. Uh, so, I don't know. Just like, I, no, because you've got to. So this child's got to be born and out into the world. You can't abort it. Is there a girl that you, you wouldn't pull out for? Because I've, I've had this conversation with dudes, right? There's a lot of women out there who are looking for dudes that are rich to knock them up and be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm Jacqueline life. Taylor actually said, like she's a porn actress. We've had her on the show before. And she said straight up, no one comes inside me unless they're rich. Yes. Like she's, that's exactly what she said. That's what she said on the show. So is there anybody for you? I'll, dude, because we talked about someone before. Name, we came yeah, we did. No, no, no. Name it. No, no. I'm trying to get her to marry me, and if I said that, she'd be like, "We're done. We're fucking done." Even though she doesn't know who I am, but <laughs> so you have no shot. It's he's like playing, me saying I'd come inside Jennifer Lawrence. He's like playing the long game. You could get rich enough to do that. 
yeah, I, I, one would think. Like, you always want to keep that possibility out yeah. there of like, hey, man, I could definitely get rich enough to do it. But yeah. um, who's yours? Is it your wife that you have two children with or someone else? Yeah, now, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> Pre wife? Pre wife, yeah. Pre wife. I went through. I went through my faves for years, but my, I think my problem was I started meeting them. So, like, once I went to L.A., yeah. I got, you know, I, I think it was a year to the day that I moved is when I got, like, the new guy, right? Which is, mm-hmm. like, a big studio movie. So, it kind of advanced you into going to, like, parties and all that bullshit. And so, you got to meet all these people that you had dreamed of fucking. And then it changed. Like, for instance, um, my first crush was uh, uh, Alyssa Milano. And you see her, and she was super hot in person. Yeah. Then you find out politically her whole shit. You're yeah. Just like, just, oh god, and and that's out. Like I, I don't even want to have those conversations at dinner or pretending like I care. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. And then it was uh, Jessica Biel. So Bielster, I was all in, and Powder. I gave it a hard go one night. Like I gave it my best. She's super hot. Fucking effort. Yeah. She. I think she got a little too thin. I like I like a curvier woman. I like a curvier woman. Have you ever been with a fat girl? What do you mean been with? Like fucked, of course. Yeah. But been with, like walking hand in hand on the beach? <laughs> Don't say you haven't done it. No. Why would you do that? I have not dated somebody bigger. I don't I don't there think. Are, by the way, there's a lot of dudes out there that like that. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I think That's people fine. people are more open about sexual stuff lately the last ten years or so. So you're starting to like people will just straight up say, like, look, I'm looking for a girl that weighs like a buck eighty. That's what I want. Yeah. Don't I, care about the rest of this shit. I think like, memes good for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> memes Fuck, make man. people be open about this shit too. As dumb as it oh, is. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking at like the humanities, right, of existence in today's day and age, I bet you in like a hundred years when they go and they study like pop culture and you know, and they, they just tie everything, literature and history, and they tie it all together. Memes will definitely be part of why all this shit is going on. Because girls are always posting these memes like, I just want someone that does X, Y, and Z, does the dishes, blah, 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 and spits in my mouth during sex. And all these people like, and it becomes like public. Normalized. Normalized, yeah. right? So then when I do it, you know, it's, it's normal, I guess. They're like, oh, instead of like, oh, God, they're like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, a, uh, it's a subtle okay. shift, yeah. but yeah. it's Fifty Shades of Grey, that kind of shit, right? Right. Well, that's that. The dude, when that movie came out, I was, I was fucking. It was great. When I was having sex with people, I would say crazy shit, right? And they, all the girls were just raving about it. So I'd be like, "You fucking beg." If you think about it, that's just uh, search engine optimization, right there. You're using keywords that are prevalent in the media right now to target your audience. Yeah. Did you ever read it? What Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, like three times. You did. You, you no, read the book? Not. No, I didn't. Oh. I, I did actually. How was it? Um, so here's what happened, and this is how these books happened. Was I was on a press tour actually with Jesse for Fifty K and a Call Girl. Yeah, and we were doing like radio shows and stuff. It was and 2015. Everybody, yeah, 2015. And um, yeah. yes, right around there. And uh, 15, maybe 2015, positive. Because yeah. I went through a breakup in 20, transitioning into 2015, like at the end of the year. Yep. And the next day, I hooked up with someone. Uh, it's, it, was, it wasn't fucked up I didn't cheat Right But we broke up And the next day I hooked up with her And of course It was in the circle of friends And it got back to her immediately And I was like Fuck Worth yeah. it Worth it Yeah <laughs> Yeah so I, I was Going on air And everybody was asking me To read excerpt As Morgan Freeman mm. So 
it got like the third or fourth interview. I was just like, man, because I was aware of how big those books mm-hmm. were, you know, uh, or that book was, I guess. Um, and so I was like, fi- finally, I said, I was like, I'll just fucking read this goddamn thing. And that's what inspired these. So I, I my agent had asked me to write a book and I was like, all right, I don't really have time for it. And then once my wife got pregnant, I was like, I have time. And then it was right after that that I was like, has anybody written romance novels for dudes? Super fucked up. And that's what I did. But it was based off of that. And I read it. I didn't think, I didn't think it was that great. Like, I didn't, I didn't really get the hype. I think it was right place, right time for her. Yeah. And that type of thing. And <clears throat> I feel like it's the same way with all these books. Uh, I, feel, I feel like it's the same way with Tucker Max. I oh, hope yeah. they serve I, beer in hell. Yeah, I read that book. <laughs> I think everybody has, right? Dude-wise. Yeah. And you yep. remember where you were when you read it, and it was so shocking. I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how he blew up was uh, military. All these military oh, yeah. dudes overseas were reading that book, and it just fucking exploded. But he had independently put it out like three years before. Yeah. And then by the time it caught up, I mean, it was a massive explosion. And I feel that's this, it's going to be the same way with Matt's book. Um, cause I, have you, you've read, yep. you've read it. Like it's so fucking different and crazier than any other it's, military. It's book. not like any book I've read. No. I, I mean, it was re- we look, we purposely wrote it like Deadpool. So like yeah. it was just fucked across the, I mean, even from the dedication, yep. when you read the dedication, you're just like, Oh shit, this is what this is going to be. I think that has the potential to shock the world here coming up in August. Yeah. It'll be a cult favorite. I sure. think so. Um, just based on how different it is. Cause I think, I think the culture is ready for something comedically like this, this aggressive. Um, but, uh, yeah, right, right place, right time for all of that shit. Why the girls really rallied behind that. I don't know, but it's good for the rest of us dudes because fucking got crazier after yes, that. I, well, it's, it's like the opposite. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a psychological phenomenon known as the bystander effect. And the more people who are witnessing something, the less likely anybody is to do something because everybody assumes somebody else is going to do something or they're nervous or don't want to do stuff in front of other people or whatever the case. There's a lot of reasons. Then there's, uh, it's basically third-party validation. Like, these three women over here start openly talking about the fucked-up shit they like to do during sex. Right. And then these other women are like, you know what? I like that, too. Yeah, I've never said that out loud before, but I like that too. Everyone likes fucked up shit. Yeah, everybody likes yeah. something. Everybody Everyone's and, and if you're not in, the, if you don't have one thing, then you need to probably go find one because yeah. what the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, I, and you know I remember mean? when that movie came out for Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, there was a bunch of women in the neighborhood, like like my wife's friends and all that shit. They were like, "We're going, we're gonna go opening yeah. night, have a girls' night to watch this." And Jesse came down and told me, and she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to this, this movie tonight." I was like, "What?" And she was like, I know, it's fucking stupid, but I want to see what it is. People just wanted to see yeah. what it was. And it was kind of that shock factor of it, of like, oh, all right. You, since I started uh, coming on the show, right, I say fucked up things. It's not that I say fucked up things, it's that I don't have a filter. I do, I just choose not to use it, right? <laughs> and so when I'm saying these crazy sexual things, all these girls, either A, that I've slept with, start messaging me like, LOL, did you tell them about X, Y, and Z? You know, and I'm like, fucking A. And then other girls that I've never even had, uh, like, you know, it just was never really going to happen, start messaging me like, LOL, haha, when are we going to hang out? I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, and it just... We had, a good, we had a married woman from our neighborhood just want to, you yeah. know, come and meet you. Yeah. 
And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't understand the, the novelty behind it. But also, like we're talking about, I'm raw. And everybody know, like, okay, it's easy to be on the pedestal and be judged, right? When you're up here and everybody's watching you and they, everyone can talk shit. But if you change posi- positions and I were to say, I will give you $1 million to be as raw as fucking possible, say some crazy shit, sexual experience, go. I guarantee it out of nowhere, they went from judging you to like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Like when I was nine, you know, I was drunk, <laughs> I was vulnerable, best sex ever, like whatever. <laughs> Hashtag best sex ever. Dude, I, I was telling him on a, on a trip up here, our Uber driver, cool as fuck. Right? Yeah, it's a PJ, former He's, PJ. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I started telling him some stories, right? Started asking him about the podcast and, you know, do you know who this is? And he's like, I've got no social media. So we, we tell him, well, we talk about, you know, pretty fucked up things. And so he's all about it and uh, sort of, but he doesn't know what it's about. So I'm, I'm just talking about, yeah, you're military. Like, you know how it is. And I tell him like a fucked up story. And then I tell him another fucked up story. And he's like, what was the name of that podcast? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he starts asking about it. But, but same shit. Like everybody relates to this. Uh, everyone's fucked up, dude. Like everyone's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Up. And we've done the most disgusting shit you could yeah. imagine. And yeah. it's just like, all right, cool. Yep. And everybody else has too. The weird thing is trying to think about picture your parents doing it. Oh man! You ever walk in on your parents fucking? Uh, no. My my uh, buddy, really a close friend of mine. I won't say his name, but I hang out with him all the time. If you listen to the podcast and you know who it is, he's my best friend right now, right? <laughs> but uh, dude, he was telling me a story that when he was a kid, that he lived in a trailer park, right? And him and his friends would, you know, they're from the Midwest. They would run outside and stuff. And he said that they had one. Uh, household that they knew the parents were always banging and they had a bunch of room under the door because they're, they're built in the, the trailer park. Yeah. And so he's like, dude, we knew when they were banging. We were like five, six years old and we knew when they were having sex. We were talking about this in the car the other day. Back in the day, like the middle of the 19th century or in, in before that, even more so, people who were, who were living in pioneer areas that weren't like in a major European oh, yeah. city, they were here. They were living in a one-room house and they had six kids. So kids one through whatever yeah. have heard their parents fuck before. At least once. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, within, yeah. within, like... Earshot. Earshot. Yeah. Like, in the same fucking room. Yeah. Because homeboy in Missouri that's starting a homestead, he's not taking his wife outside to fuck her. He's no. fucking her right there in front of his kids. Yeah. <laughs> you watch. So you're telling me... <laughs> Look at me when I fucking... No, I'm serious. Me. You're telling me the kids these days are fucked up? And it's like all these people that are anti. There used to be public hangings. Yeah, for God's pe- sake. people that yeah. are people that are all all about like uh, anti-sex stuff, like the religious people. Like, uh, what was who was the guy the the attorney general who put the robe over Lady Justice? What was that fucker's name? I can't remember now. Uh, it was Bush's appointee. I can't yeah, remember I forget. But so Lady Justice has an exposed nipple. Yeah, it's a statue. Yeah. So he had a robe put over it. People Trash, like that, dude. get the fuck out of here, Trash. man. Like being naked is normal. Yes, yeah, it, it is. It's crazy. Has anybody ever asked you to watch them fuck? Uh, no, I've definitely watched people fuck though. Yeah. Oh man, I, I think I told the story when everybody watched me bang twice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That one you told. But has anybody ever asked you to? Not asked me to. I had a buddy who said, "Hey man, I want you to watch me fuck my girlfriend," and he ended up marrying her. I'm like, I've they've been married okay. now for. Did 10 you, years. you? Did you watch? Yeah, yeah. Did you how, beat off? How, yeah, you so beat off. Why? Why? because no, uh, it was it was outside. So like we had to walk around, and he goes, so "What I'm going to do is leave the blinds open." Oh, that's fucking. And then weird. I'm going to fuck her 
doggy style. And then you guys like, was it, it for him or for for her? Can't tell. And so to this day, I don't have the answer to it. But what I do know is this. What's his Instagram handle? For, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's like a, he's a pilot. Um, I mean, he's, got, he's like a, Legit it's not like a being, white trash, you know, yeah. fucking dude. He's like, an actual dude with a job and a family. Like a great job. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. <laughs> he, he even has a government position. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, Good for him. Uh, so you can't tell just from being friends with him whether it was for him or for her? I, th- I, I, mm. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell because both of them, like, I mean, it was just like crazy sex where he was like choking her and shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, Um, but we all, the four of us went down, four or five of us went down and and watched and he left the blinds open. And uh, I mean, we watched for a good, you know, 30 seconds, No, 10, 15 minutes. Like, I mean, it's, oh, uh, I mean, he was really just crushing her. And it was just like. It, 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 to a certain point where like if you ever see your buddies fucking you know and they're just absolutely just crushing I'll start, somebody i'll start I, I but i i spontaneously laugh like i start laughing male nudity like, does it for you yeah 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 and just because it he was putting on the show for us where it was just like way to go my man this is really fucking funny um male nudity will always make me laugh yeah seeing another guy's balls smack around like it is always instant comedy for me yeah. Yeah. So you should join the Marine Corps. Apparently. Yeah. I was, According I was to the stories, like, this piece seen... of shit's been telling lately. Oh, God yeah, damn. yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. fucking disgusting. But... Dude, uh, so uh, my, we're talking about people like watching people have sex. Yeah. My, my buddy, uh, Michael. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he told me him and his friends knew that when their parents were having sex and they would all like, it was a game to them and they would run and stare under the door and watch the, the parents bang. And I'm like, even oh, the God. kid? And he started laughing. He's like, yes, because he was a kid. He didn't know any better. So Kids they thought are it was curious hilarious. about sex. So he thought sure. it was funny. And he said that, dude, I'll never forget one time we were looking under the door and we were watching and, uh, and, and she's on her knees and he's going like this. And for those of you that, that are listening to the audio, uh, the guy on his dick put both hands around his dick, like with knife hands, yeah. and was rubbing them, like making a fire, going like this. And they were all cracking up and laughing, and they started laughing so hard that the dad looked, and he saw on the bottom of the door all these little kids' eyes, and he's like, God damn it. So he runs to like chase them, and they all just ran out. Right? And it's funny. <laughs> but his dick's <laughs> flopping around the whole time because so, he, he didn't take time to put pants I mean, on. I'm sure. He probably just charged like, out. Come here, like, you're next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. and, and so, uh, so, so he said that. You know, he'll, he, he said, I'll never forget that. That was just such a vivid memory for me. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's pretty funny. He's like, get this. And we're drinking beers. He's like, get this. When I started fucking playing with my penis, like later, nobody really teaches you. He's like, I didn't fucking know any better. I remember that shit. And I put my hands Jesus together. Christ. And I was like, this doesn't even feel good. And eventually you figure it out. But, yeah, yeah. And that's fucking comical. So now the joke is when we're drinking and, and we're out at a bar and he's talking to some girl, I'll look at him and I'll put my hands together and I'll just rub them together like by my crotch and he'll start laughing, nodding his head like, me, yeah. So ask, he was doing that to his dick? Yeah. He just, said because he saw it at a young yes. age. We talked about this. No, but he was doing this motion on his dick. So it was his dick in yeah, between yeah, his, his dick yes. was between his hands and he was like starting a fire with his dick and that's they were laughing. That's, that's fucking weird. That's that's not fucking I got done some weird no. shit. I've so, done very weird, but that's fucking weird. The first yeah. time you fucked a girl and handled your own dick in front of her, did it cross your mind that I might not be handling my dick the way that normal people do? No. Definitely not. I watch a lot of porn. Yeah. I, I, like I, but this guy, he, you said he eventually figured it out. Was that before or after he had sex for the first time? Because honestly, if I, if I was a woman, and 
uh, I was about to fuck some dude, and he, he's getting himself ready or whatever the fuck. And With he starts, the fire starter, He yeah. starts doing that. I'm like, oh, man, this guy. He, you don't know what you're doing, obviously. Yeah, or he's so advanced he's in the, that, that he knows how to start yeah. himself. Like, because that, that move you're referring Actually, to is called the fire starter, right? Oh, sure. Um, so, because you're, you're whittling the wood. You know, you're yeah. trying to get that wood going uh, to start a fire. Mm. That's an improper technique, in my opinion. But yeah. it, whatever works for somebody else might not be you the best for you. You're, the fire. you're a yeah. fan of the two-hand basket weave, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two-hand basket weave HJ facing, you know? Yeah. I, I, I want to be faced. Yes. Um, I want no, some I eye contact, some, you know, it's, fully nude. It, so you're getting a hooker. Thought, Hypothetically. This is a thought experiment. So you're getting a hooker. <laughs> 500 bucks, you can fuck her. Yep. 200, she sucks your dick. How much does she get paid just to watch you jack off? And is there a different rate for eye contact v no eye contact? Uh, paid for her, for her to jack me off? No, for you to jack yourself off, her to watch, make eye contact with you. Oh, hundo. So why didn't Louis C.K. just do that? Well, here's the thing. So this is the, this is the big debate right now with Louis C.K. Because he's back and he's doing yeah. shows. And he just did one a couple days ago. Got a fucking standing ovation. Walking out to stage. If you're loved enough, you can get away with anything. Well, OJ Simpson. But looking looking <laughs> back on it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, juice. Michael's not wrong. You know, there are still people who deny Michael Jackson raped children, and yeah. I don't see how you can. You see those those, those yeah. uh, fan groups in, in France that just filed lawsuits against yeah. the victims um, from the documentary, saying they they fucking sullied MJ's name. Fuck you. Um, that's the, mm. that, that, that's that's what I'm saying. That's the more crazy like people get so beloved. That you can fuck up, disappear for a year or two, and then come back, and it's all good. And that's basically like I don't, I don't think what Louis C.K. did was all that egregious, to be honest. Like he, it seems like he didn't understand his position of power as a super successful comedian and a role model to these people. Kind of like what we talked about with the dude from Rick and Morty. He was the one of the bosses over there, basically the head writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was I can't remember whose show it was on, but he was talking about the whole scene because he got fired for a while. Yeah, and now he's back. Um, Basically, he had just been like hitting on this girl for a while, and she felt super pressured because he was like, I just didn't realize that the fact that I was her boss. I mean, it seems obvious, but who doesn't... Like, you met your wife on a movie I and did, in the yeah. workplace, and you were the goddamn director of that movie. So well, technically, I, yeah. you were her fucking boss. T- totally. So, and, I mean... And there was, it, meet, was a, it was a weird line while we were doing the movie, yeah. and... Uh, it, it's hard. Um, and the Obamas met like that, too. She... He, uh, Barack worked for Michelle. Like he was a cl- mm. law clerk at her fucking office or some shit like that. Gotcha. So yeah. it's like all like for generations, people have been meeting at work. Yes. So where's the fucking line there? Exactly. It's obviously not. My parents met at work. Yeah. My, my dad, my, my mom was my dad's secretary. Yeah. It, so, ha- it happens all the time, man. So I'm not sure in the, in the case of Louis CK, what I will say is this now that the meet, the me too movement has kind of settled down, so yeah. to speak. Right. Looking back at all of the people who were involved in it, I think, I think one of the reasons you're able to, or people are able to forgive Louis C.K. is the day that it broke, he took full responsibility and said, yes, I did all of this. Mm-hmm. It was incorrect, and I shouldn't have fucking done it. Um, so that, he was the first one to say, hey, he didn't deny the allegations, and he said, no, right. I jacked off in front of these people. This is what I did, and I take full responsibility. He had a movie that was produced in Pennant Film that was like $5 million that was produced called I, I Love You New York or I Love You Daddy or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think, no, I think it was like I, I, I Love You Daddy or something. And 
Instead of because the, the distributor had to shut down the movie, and instead of fucking them over, he wrote them a check for five million dollars and bought the movie back. So he didn't even fuck them over. Then, after the Me Too movement again starts to die down a little bit, when people started to digest it, they were like, "All right, well, what was the harm in him asking these women?" Hey, I, is it okay if I jack off? In front I think of it was the same thing as Dan, which is what I was saying with Dan Harmon, the guy from Rick and Morty. Right. So he didn't realize the position of power he was in. Like people feel compelled, even if you ask nicely and give, like you can say no if you want. Like they still feel compelled because of the position dynamics. I get it, but that's not. I mean, to me, that's not something to lose your career over. That's like, hey, you pointed out, and like you said, dude, immediately. Like, I think if this had happened in any other period, because he's a thoughtful guy for the most part. He's obviously a little fucked in the head. Yeah. But he's a thoughtful guy, so he, like, he immediately said he was fucked up. So I, don't, I think if it happened 15 years ago, no one would have really cared. It would have been like Pee Wee Herman pounding off in a fucking yeah. porn, or porn movie theater in New York, right? Yeah, and we, we had a comedian on the show, we're not going to say who it was, but privately off air had told us a Louis C.K. story. Um, that was very similar. Yeah, where he was meeting with a female writer who's pretty powerful in her own right. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the what in the middle of conversation, he goes, "Hey, is it cool if I jack off in front of you?" And she just said oh. no. And he's like, "All right, cool." And they just continue the meeting. continue right? the conversation yeah. like nothing happened. Yeah, and what? she was just like, "Hey, like this no. was fucked up, and I recognize it. I'm going to move the fuck on from this." But uh, yeah, um, so this has been going on for a while. And even Sarah Silverman was just like, she was like, "I don't care. I just watched." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, though. Now it's out there. So there's got to be women that are into that. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're on the he, show. And he's rich. Can I just do it right now on the show? Go ahead. Do you guys mind? No. Can I jerk off on the show in front of everyone? No. Yeah. Uh, no, no, go ahead. I mean? Just put it, we'll put no, it on YouTube. We'll it blur it way. out like Topless Stacy uh, on, yeah. the, on the fake news segment. Yeah. Um, could you imagine if we just showed you? How long do you think it would take you to fucking to completion in front of us? Uh, with or without porn? Without porn. Fuck, six hours. Yeah. No, <laughs> Dude, you know, like, in the Marine Corps, you beat off so much. You really fucking do. High testosterone. There's not a lot of girls around. You're bored, blah, blah, blah. And you literally, and every motherfucker listening to this podcast right now has gone through this, where you're just jerking off, and, ha- like, not even halfway through it, like, either the beginning or the middle or even towards the end. You just kind of, like, slow down, and you kind of think to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you're just, like, not even into it. You're just beating your dick just to beat your dick. To me, it's like a roller coaster with the type of porn I watch. Yeah. So I start down here. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Then I can a couple more clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're in this fucking zone up here where that's why my will, my living will says delete my browser history. (laughs) Because there's stuff on there that I don't want people to see. Right. It's it's for me, okay? Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. I'm not going to do any of this stuff in real life but I need to see somebody else doing it. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Not, I'm not into wheelchair shit, by the way, or any of that. Like, I'm not like Russell Brand having somebody, like, literally running over his dick in a fucking wheelchair. Yeah. Like, that's... It's next level. It's, that's, I mean, it's impressive. But if you've, if you've read his books, like, dude, that guy is... He's done it, yeah. I mean, he's gotten blown by dudes. Oh, like, yeah, he doesn't care. Homeless dudes and shit doesn't like that. Like, care? Well... Yeah. He was he was on heroin, heroin at the time. Yeah, fucking a dude. Yeah. So, dude, speaking I, uh, of wheelchairs, oh, uh, so last night oh, we were walking. Don't, don't share this story. Oh, sorry, but I'm it's t- happening. Uh, so <laughs> we're walking outside of the of the bar, the first bar we went to after eating dinner, and there's this 
we were walking through this parking lot on the way to the next place, and there was this old lady, and then her, what it probably is her daughter, who is not young herself, she's probably like in her 50s, was pushing this woman in a wheelchair. So I look over at Jesse, Jesse Wiseman, yeah, Jabes, my wife, her wife, and uh, I say, hey, do you ever just see somebody in a wheelchair and go wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> just scream out wheelchair at the top of it. I don't know why the fuck, and I did it under my breath because I didn't want him to hear, obviously. Um, I don't know why I thought of that. It's just a weird thought that happened in the moment. And you were already a little bit tipsy by then. So yeah, we're, walking, <laughs> we're walking and what Ross just at like, if, if he goes from one to 10 uh, uh, sound level wise, he was at about an eight right there. Just wheelchair. Yeah, I go, wheelchair. <laughs> and and like, just, I mean, then he looks over to his right and there's an old lady in a wheelchair like 20 feet away. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was so loud. And I was like, you fucking dick. I've never, you don't get embarrassed ever, dude. That was the only time oh, I've ever man. seen. You picked up the pace and you were like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, there's somebody in a wheelchair right yeah, there. Yeah, and Jesse could hear the two old ladies talking about it. Like, did he just say wheelchair? <laughs> you say so much fucked up shit like on a daily basis. Because yeah. like, it's not for the show, by the way. No. Like, you're, you're, you're yeah. zero filter all the time. No, it's, it's, I'm just putting stuff out into the universe. Totally. Yeah. So I, I thought it was another, like, oh, hey, wouldn't this be funny? And I was like, yeah, but then you'd have to be wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And I was just. He uh, manifested that woman in a I, wheelchair. I did. Well, <laughs> if I had Somehow. that power, I would. Oof. It'd be rough. So Jesse just runs, literally runs away. Runs like she's running away from like a, a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Louis yeah. C.K. trying to beat off in front of her. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, ugh, it was bad. I even felt, I was just like, you motherfucker, dude. You mo- <laughs> that you was know not my I would intent. scream it out. That was, no, I had no idea that you would do that. <laughs> because I figured that you would, like, because I'm saying it under my breath, I was very obviously saying it quietly. Not yeah. that I don't already talk quiet, but I was like, dampening it a little bit and then you just went full ham immediately oh yeah i feel yeah, bad yeah. for that poor lady she probably thinks like what who talks no one talks shit about people in wheelchairs that's not even a like a group of people that you would talk shit about no like there's no racist towards wheelchairs nope. or whatever there's no there's like, no oh, look thing. at this fucking turd in wheelchair yep. what do you got no legs like no, no thing no, whatsoever no one would ever say that i so. thought you were literally just <laughs> saying it to me so i could fucking scream it out that was it no, i do do that sometimes so i guess that makes sense yeah uh yeah. and then the, the next bar we went to by the way uh we there was a bunch of drinking bros in there on yeah. accident we didn't know there were marsoc guys yeah yeah and uh they one of them had challenged me to ski ball it was skee-ball at that bar. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, man, did I put on a display of dominance. Well, you, you won at skee-ball. You won at pop shot. Yeah. You, you lost by a single bullseye. At, at darts. At darts. Yeah. Well, I have, but in all fairness, I have not played darts in a year. The story goes, uh, you whipped him last year, and then he bought a dartboard and put it in his house. Yes. So he'd been training for a year for that. He'd been training for a year, and then we ran into them out randomly. And yeah. he was just like, hey, and, and he was warming up in Papa Shot before I got there, and I didn't know it. Yep. And so I was like, oh, you playing Papa Shot? He's like, uh, yeah, man. He's like, you're not going to. It's 67 points in 60 seconds. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'll fucking annihilate you. Um, I think I dropped 78 or something like that. 74, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, destruction. It's more than Ski- 71. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ski ball, boom, same thing. And then ski ball uh, was uh, 180 to 70. Was well, I, what happened was he didn't because we it's hundreds only in ski ball. That's yeah. what we do. That's what I do with Matt yep. when, we, when we go out and play. Hundreds only. The rest of that's pussy shit. And uh, homeboy didn't hit 100. I hit mine on the second. And after that, I was like, yep. good fam. And then the darts 
Dude, I'm a dart messiah, but I haven't played in a long I've time. I've got a theory about darts, and I don't know if it's... I've never played before, but just the way you guys... The way... I've never watched a professional dart player, if that exists, or somebody... It does. It's so, on ESPN, yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch, because I'm curious what their form is. Uh-huh. Like, I would imagine you want to keep this arm parallel, and only this arm moves. To limit any kind of uh, change in your direction or in, in your angle. Right. And I would assume that you would want to spin it a little bit if you could create some kind of spin because, like a bullet traveling, the reason it doesn't wobble like this, like up and down, is because of the spin. That's why that rotation exists. That's why long guns have a, t- uh, a tighter fucking twist in the barrel. Okay. Like the, the rifling in the barrel, that's what it's for, is to make it spin more. The rotation on a basketball, all that stuff is the same. It, you so know, it's per- interesting. So I got in a, a cornhole tournament uh, yeah, yeah, in the neighborhood and oh, stretched out the old b-hole a little bit. No, but uh, the, the guy who was, uh, that I was playing, yep. he spins those fucking bags too. It makes sense. I don't, I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't spin bags. I mean, granted, I dropped him. Um, yeah. And everybody, it's funny, everywhere we go for all of these sporting events, we go to these tailgates. Everybody wants to challenge me in cornhole. Yeah, never lost once, but I don't. I don't put any spin on it. But everybody else does. So I think there's something to your theory. Bowling. It's not a theory. It's physics. Like if this is a bullet traveling through the air, right? The reason there's that rifling on the inside of the barrel is to make the bullet spin. I like how you're using it with a weed pen. It's fine. So <laughs> the projectile is spinning like this, and it keeps it from wobbling up and down like this. It's the reason why our uh, the moon doesn't go in a perfect circle around us because the spinning of both keep it kind of tight yeah but if if they weren't spinning at all there would be a wobble in how they and there is there's a small wobble in how we go around the sun and how the moon goes around us it's just basic physics where did you you get your uh, physics degree at your mom's house oh Oh, you did you got you did get her at at his mom's house yeah Yeah. she didn't speak english at the time yeah it was only spanish yeah Yeah. Yeah. well it was tough but i did it yeah super proud you have to you have to um speaking about uh, being tough if you're out there and you need a tough mattress to fuck on, to watch your parents bone on. Oh, yeah. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Really surprised you've never seen your parents bone, by the way, Justin. Uh, I haven't seen them bone. He's from a broken home, so. The, I, I have not seen them bone. Did you see but somebody I have else seen my dad bone? fucking straight on naked with a boner one time. Wow. Sounds crazy. But I used to sleep in the living room, right? When I would uh, stay with him on the weekends. And dude, he must have thought I was, I was an idiot. He must have thought I wasn't watching porn at nine years old. Yeah. They're dead. Uh, but I was in the living room asleep, and I could hear them for sure having sex, right? So after I beat off, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so I can hear them, right? And then I hear the door like open, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I close my eyes, and I pretend to be asleep. And my dad for sure thought I was, I was like, oh, my kid is asleep. He's like whatever age. And there's no way that he is awake right now. Yeah. Right? And so he's straight up, no shame, turned the light on. It was a very short distance from uh, his bedroom to the restroom. It was probably like five feet. Right. And I'm like, I hear the door open, boom. And I'm like, pretending to be asleep, but like, I have my eyes open. I'm like, not again, dad. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and he just straight up walks out. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever seen a, a man with an erection. And he walks out straight with a boner, walks straight to the restroom. I hear some noise and then he walks straight back. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, because you know, you get boners at a young age, and yeah. I'm like, God damn, I was like, I, I saw my dad with a boner, and like, it didn't really phase me, right? Kind of like you talked about when you know you're uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so then I go to take a piss a couple hours later, and I remember I look in the trash can, and there's a fucking condom, right? 
And I knew what condoms were even at a young age. And I looked down and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, also, why is my dad using a condom with my stepmom? Don't know. Right? Weird flex, dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that but, is but I peed and I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, you're a kid and you're like, that's uh, whatever. And I went I passed out. And when I woke up in the morning to take a piss again, it was obviously cleaned out. It was gone. There was like six more condoms in there. Yeah. <laughs> six more. All of them filled to yeah. the brim. Yeah, dude. Just, so it was, just come. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So if, if you want to not, you know, my dad should have bought me a ghost bed. I would have probably been asleep, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the living room. How big? What was he packing? What was he slanging? Uh, it's hard to tell when you're nine. That yeah. was probably the first decade. This is the only reference I had a penis, dude. So in my head, like, you always look up to your dad. I was like, my dad's got a big cock. That's, yeah. I said that on a show like a couple of weeks ago. You, as I heard, I don't remember what, who it was, but this one comedian said that he's going to show his kid his dick once when he's like super, like he's three or four years old. And then never let him see it again. So he just thinks that his dad's got a giant dick the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a power play. No, I like that it. part. I and if you're going to make power plays, the best place to make them is on a ghost bed. Yep. Uh, uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Get yourself a mattress. Uh, lay that dick down. Let your kids see it at a young age and then zip it up. And never let yeah. them see it again. That way they're always proud of papa. Uh, if you're military or first responder, scroll down to the bottom of the page. 15% off forever. No one's doing that other than ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Their 4th of July deals are still intact. And uh, they got a 36-month pay-as-you-go, no-interest program there. Yeah, it's great. And that's the fucking business. Uh, next up, we got expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros. D'Anthony wants to tell us about it. Cybersecurity. Is yeah, what it is. It is. Keeping your shit safe. Everybody, like, you can do anything. Do you remember when you used to have to go, like, you left your checkbook at home or some shit? Yep. Like, in the 90s? And you had to go back? Checkbook. Like, now you can literally pay with your fucking phone at a grocery store. Well, all that information that's stored on there is vulnerable, obviously. You're trusting uh, Apple or one of these other shittier companies mm-hmm. to protect your information. That's not always the best idea. You can ask all those women whose nudes got leaked. Yeah, you how, can. How secure the iCloud is. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, this thing runs in the background. It's a small app that runs in the background. It doesn't use a whole lot of your memory on your, your devices, desktop, phone, tablet, the whole thing. Seven bucks a month. You get the first three months free if you go to uh, go sp- or, uh, expressvpn.com forward slash drinking yep. bros. Yep. Yep. Uh, big deal there. I mean, it's only seven bucks, man. Runs in the back of your thing. Again, three months, f- three months free. It's less than a hundred bucks a year, which is cheaper than any antivirus. Seventy bucks. Yeah. Seventy bucks for the year. Yeah. yeah it's easy. Much, yeah. Easy as fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, go to expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros today. Uh, last but not least, um, boom. Raycon. We're talking about buyraycon.com, dude. It's forward slash drinking bros. Uh, these are the best headphones in the business. If you're subscribed to the YouTube show, um, you can see them right here. Everybody, you see everybody wearing these in airports, out gyms. Yeah, I all that see. Shit. The, I see these things fucking everywhere. Everywhere, now. In the last, dude. What two, three months? Yes, they're fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and look, I'm not going to say it's because of us because it's not. No. Um, but they because cut us a sweet deal because we were looking for a headphone company um, because we use headphones. Everybody does all the, all the goddamn time. Yep. We were looking for one that was actually priced decently. Um, so with buyraycon.com forward slash drinking bros it knocks it down to like 50 bucks so that way these are the and and again these probably the best in wireless because they just charge in a box yeah and then you're good to go how how long how many hours um i think it's 2000 hours uh 
resting and then like 50 hours of continuous play. So it's crazy, like a crazy amount. Yeah. Play. And again, everybody's wearing these goddamn things. And uh, they were they were kind enough to give all of our drinking bros listeners I'm sorry, five um, hours of play of continuous playback. Time. Five hours. Yeah. And then 2000 of standby. Yeah. Yeah. Which they were kind enough to uh, to to join up and, and give us a discount because usually headphone companies don't do that type of shit. Um, they were but they're really an cool all digital it. company for the most part. Like you, you, they were. Uh, I I've bought a number of like AirPods Beats. Yep. I mostly buy them in person. I haven't bought them on the internet. These, for the most part, all their marketing is in digital. I know it's great. Uh, so go to buyraycon.com forward slash drinking bros. Also, quick reminder: July fifteenth <clears throat> is the last time that you can get uh, a signed copy of "Thank You for My Service" by Mr. Matt Best. Yep. Go to uh, thankyouformyservice.com. <coughs> Pardon me and buy that today. I've got, got a, little a little dick tickle. in my mouth. Little What's tickle? that shirt you're wearing there? Uh, yeah. This shirt says, I fuck Matt best. Yeah, you've got the I fuck Matt best. Yeah. I'm wearing a Vandenham t-shirt today. We, we made these. He's wearing some t-shirt that doesn't have any of our friends or logos on it. No. Thanks, I'm not thanks for dressing up for the show, asshole. He's, uh, he, you don't believe in labels. You don't conform to normal yeah. society. Yeah, story of my life. Shit. <laughs> Short my fucking life. What That's are so we? True. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I want to talk about these earthquakes that happened in California. Yeah, man. 6.4 and 6.9 within the course of uh, two 7.1 was actually the final. Oh, 7.1 so. was the final? Yeah. Shit. Uh, rocks, California, man. We were So we were out last night when this happened. Yeah. And it was felt all the way from L.A. to Vegas. And it was so bad in Vegas Zion Williamson was playing, and they, they had to stop the fucking game at halftime and cancel yeah. it. This is, I, I can't remember in my life two big quakes this strong back-to-back. Back. Like, is California going to fall in the ocean? Dan? Yes, and when it does, both uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Ray, Rajan Ronda will be there because they both just signed with the Lakers. They did, yes, um, and we'll talk about that on, uh, Tuesday, on yeah. the sports show. But uh, uh, Yeah, it's, man, they're coming. These big earthquakes, there's, there's major fault lines there. And then uh, Yellowstone is an active volcano, and it's due sometime in the next hundred. Like, it's, we've, we don't know for sure, obviously. I think it's a, a window of, like, 400 years. Right. But When's the last time that a... I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I don't know. But I can tell you that the prediction is if it, it's, if it goes full erupt, then the Dakotas get wiped out. And the ash cloud is all the way down in Texas, fucking up the climate and environment, the breathability, air, all that shit. So we're, we're due. Yeah. And there's a, there was breaking news. They said, uh, there's a new warning that just came out right now that says there's a chance of another huge tremor in the next week for that area. So I, I don't know how you predict this shit, but, uh, the governor of California, who's always amazing. Um, (laughs) Gavin Newsom, um, He's declaring an emergency. I don't know what you. What, what, I don't know what you can do as far as like, oh, hey, the ground is shaking. I don't know where they're getting that information. I'm, I would be curious. I haven't read that article, but the USGS Geological Service, yes, will tell you it's on their fucking website. We have not predicted an earthquake in human history ever. Right. It's it's happened zero times. Right. So, but there is. I will say this: the so, aftershock predictions can can be. But like days after, well, I, and I will say this because I, I used to date somebody, and her that was her, her aunt's that was her job. Uh, she mm-hmm. she works for the the seismology whatever um, in downtown LA, and like there's somebody there 
people there all day long. Oh yeah, tracking this shit. But you're right that they can't predict when it's no. going to be. This is this is a quote from USGS's website, USGS.gov. Can you predict earthquakes? No, neither USGS nor any other scientists have ever predicted a major earthquake. So tremors, maybe. I don't know. Like I, I don't know the I don't know enough about it to say if the plate tectonics if it just scrapes a little bit and that's a tremor and they can predict that, but they can't predict when it's going to make like two plates are going to make real impact with each other. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Yeah, but it's fucking scary for sure. Like the only time I was ever truly scared in Iraq was when uh, some this weapon called an IRAM, which is a propane tank full of C four basically. And they were launching them over, and they were just blowing up one after another. And we're just sitting in a building waiting for it to end. Like, you can't do shit. I can't shoot back at a fucking bomb. Right. I mean, it's there. It's blowing up. I just got to wait. And we're in this fucking shitty, we're on the third floor of this shitty four-story building. And the whole thing is shaking. I'm like, God damn, dude. I've been in all these fucking fights, and I'm going to die because a building crumbles on me. It's fucking (laughs) bullshit. I've never, I've only experienced one earthquake. I slept through it. When I was in California that whole time, and as a matter of fact, I think there were four good ones in the north uh, when I lived there, and I was out of the state for all but one, and I slept through that one. Okay. Um, but I can imagine if it's anything like the ground shaking and shit falling down and you can't do shit about it, and then another one that's even stronger happens a couple of days later, that's got to suck. Yeah, I've, I've been through a few of them out there. I think the biggest was like uh, high fours, early fives, like, you know, 5.1 maybe or a 4.8, somewhere in there. The and one I slept through was that 6.1 that happened in Napa. Oh, Remember really? That, that fucked up all that stuff? Shit, slept the Northridge right one? It. Yeah. Fuck. It destroyed like all kinds of wineries and shit up there. Yeah. They lost, I think, like, they lost $2 billion worth of just wine. Oof. Look, if there's anything I hate worse in this world, it's, it's supermodels dying and, and, and wasted liquor. Yeah. Yeah. It's... R.I.P. Yeah, but it's it's a crazy thing, and it's it's not for what you think too, because like I mean, the ground is rolling, right? Yeah, and you can feel it, and you're like, holy shit! The scariest thing to me is when when the first one happened. Every single car alarm. Oh yeah, they go oh, off. Yeah. And they shake. All of them go off at once, and so you just hear like a thousand car horns because you're in L.A. Yeah, it's fucking packed. You feel yeah. like a jet fly over you. It's yeah, like, it's like, and then you just hear yeah. uh, 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 and everybody scrambling for keys, and then you walk outside, dogs and dogs start barking, and you're like, Fuck. I was at uh, Cal State Long Beach, and granted, it was it was a tremor, it wasn't even big, uh, but you know, you have students from all over the country. And again, people that don't have any experience with an earthquake. So you hear like a jet. To me, my brain didn't even think earthquake. I thought of like when a jet does a flyby really fucking close, right? It's like, or if it's going to drop something. So I heard like the jet and my my brain was like, was that a fucking jet flying over us? And then like buildings kind of shaking and I'm like, oh, okay. I think it's an earthquake. Not that big of a deal. Students kind of look around. There's people like chuckling. And this one girl stood up, super scared, poor chick. She was like 19. And she just screams, everyone get under the tables. And then everything stopped. It lasted like two seconds, right? And everybody looks around and they all start laughing at her. And she's like, or something. And she sits down and she's all breathing all heavy. <laughs> That's and like it, when you have know. some fucking boot or some cherry yeah. lieutenant show up to Iraq and a couple of mortars go off and he jumps under the table. Oh, You're bro. like, whoa, relax, guy. Come on. Dude, first, time that, first time that shit happened to me, right? When there was mortars landing, there were like two football fields away. And I remember... Uh, I walked outside and they're blowing up and I'm taking cover, right? They can't even hit me with the shrapnel and I'm taking cover. And my senior Marine walks out to smoke a cigarette and he looks at me and he's like, ha, 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 fucking boo. 
boot. <laughs> get inside. And he starts making fun of me and everyone makes fun of me. And I'm like, okay, fucking, I'm, I'm a pussy, I guess, because there's bombs being shot at me and I'm taking cover. But eventually you learn like, yeah, they weren't that close. Not two football fields. It's probably like one. But yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a weird, scary phenomenon when it happens and you're a part of it. You've never, you know, yeah. you're not used to it. Like, people lose I want to experience more earthquakes, to be honest. Look, I love chaos. Go. Yeah, I just fly out to there. L.A., brother. Yeah, I know. There's a warning of, of one next week, so you can get right yeah, in the Yeah, but action. we can't predict them, so what if it's a waste just of money? Just take the full week and enjoy your, your time there. Yeah, dude, that would be so awesome to be there for the end of something. Man, I I, cause I was trying to think about what would happen uh, if if an earthquake did hit Los Angeles with that many people, and then downtown, like where the, all those highways connect, like the ten and the four hundred five, oh, and dude, those fucked. over those overpasses come down would come down same, like that. I mean, it, it's it would like be, Atlanta, but with earthquakes. Yeah. it would be like the whole city would come to a stand. You wouldn't be able to get out of the city. Like, I don't think I don't think you would. It would it, be like it would be like New Orleans after the flood. Like the, all the roads are. Cut were you, off by water. There's were, no way you could get out. You you weren't there in '89 for that that same. I was watching it on te- television. Okay. Well, I didn't know because you you said you were you spent some time there. I lived I didn't in. Know if you were a kid, no, 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 I was an adult. Okay, that was like three years ago when gotcha. I gotcha. Because I remember when those bridges went down, and it was like, yeah, what do you what do you do? And in Los Angeles, fucking forget it, dude. Dude, it'd be so the riots fun to be there, dude. You I, have no it, idea, uh, dude. And the riots because then it would be a free for all at that point. Oh yeah. I mean, an absolute fucking You wouldn't have free-for-all. to worry about that up in San Francisco. That's not the rioty kind of crowd. But maybe no, humans you are, are crazy, dude. You are in a but penin- LA? You're on a peninsula that's, that's like two fucking bridges, like the Bay Bridge and then the one that goes into Napa and shit, whatever the fuck it's called. Dude, the Golden, yeah. Gate, Golden Gate Bridge. I would love to be here for like the end of the world oh, in yeah. general because it'd be cool. We're all going to die anyway, but it would be cool to be like fucking A, like I'm here. I'm witnessing, like, in all of human history, no one's gotten this opportunity to see the end of the world. It's fucking pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I, I think you, you would be spread eagle jacking in front of oh, your yeah. uncle again. Oh, yeah. Like, really go Here's, back to, yeah. you know, fuck him up one last time, like, Here, mentally. That would be great. Here's what, <laughs> this is how I want to die. Um, I want Mars to get slung out of its orbit. Uh-huh. It would take it about nine or so months to get here. I think what well, depends on the tra- trajectory and how fast it was moving and shit like that. But it would, should take about because that's how long it takes a spacecraft to get here. OK. Uh, and it would be moving at a pretty accelerated clip. So about n- six to nine months to get here. So we would be looking up in the sky. Right. And we would <laughs> see this red ball just get bigger and bigger and bigger every day. And there's nothing we can do about it. Like literally nothing. We couldn't build spacecraft to get human beings off this planet fast enough. There's no way in six months. Yeah. So that happens. And everyone's lives change immediately. Like our lives become about what are we going to do with the next six months? Right? So it's like the fucking Thunderdome, homie. Like it's just crazy bullshit. And oh my God, that part I would love. And I would also love to just watch. Oh yeah. The tidal forces would get crazy. Gravity pulls. Earthquakes would happen because of the expansion and contraction of the, of the planet and stuff like that. But you're looking up in the sky every day, and this red ball just keeps getting bigger and so bigger awesome. and bigger until the atmosphere catches on fire because of the pressure. Right. And then, boom, lights out. So would the planet hit our planet, and then just we'd be just smashed by a giant rock, essentially? It, wouldn't, it probably would not break our planet apart, and here's why I say that. Uh, sometime in the early life of, of Earth, a Mars-sized object slammed into it, and it just like barreled in to the middle, basically, uh-huh. and became part of our planet. 
And that blew the crust off of the earth, the original crust. And we believe that's what the moon is. Like through a process called accretion. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the, the crust was basically in orbit around us, kind of like Saturn's rings or something. But because it was closer to us, right? Uh, they were impacting and it's became the moon. 100% false. It was God. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, get the fuck out of here with your bullshit <laughs> physics degree. <laughs> At any rate... How badass would that be? So you get all the elements that I love, the chaos. Yeah. Just like everybody's going to get wild as fuck. AIDS doesn't matter anymore. Drugs, everybody's going to want drugs. And to Hashtag be honest, no condom. Yeah. yeah. Like for real, what's the point? You don't even have time to have a kid in that. Dude, that's no. so crazy. Pregnant chicks are fucked. They're just like, this sucks. Like, like you know what I mean? You're carrying yeah. a child that you know is You have not to make, make some it. super hard decisions at yeah. that point. You just go get an abortion. No like for real. You're, you're two months pregnant at that point. Do you just go get an abortion? And I don't know. Because what's the point of having that yeah, kid what's, at that what's, point? Why go, why go one more turn? Unless it's, it's a religious like, thing. I don't, I don't know. But like, if it's not that, if, you're not, if that's not your jam, then... So many things. What else could we consider that, like, do I even do... Fucking credit cards. Well, yeah. No, the credit... Money, money, that would money shut There'd down be chaos. Be People chaos. would leave their jobs. There would be no infrastructure. You're not going to go to fucking work every day. I would still do this, though. For sure. Yeah, this would be fun. Yeah. This would be this I would do it every day. Like, well, we're still fucked. Yeah. Hey, should I <laughs> say we this were... story? It's pretty fucked. You know what? Fuck it. We're all going to die. Yeah. My <laughs> uncle raped me when I was three. <laughs> if you're listening, cocksucker, it was awesome. <laughs> what would you do with your last six months? Just spend time with Man, I, this is such a far-fetched. Like, I've never even explored this option. But yeah. just thinking about it out loud, because I have children now. Yeah. Right? So, I think... Besides the obvious of like drugs and, and alcohol and all that oh, yeah. shit, um, I would want to hang out with them. Whereas, if you would ask me this question, being single, oh, boy. whole different fucking story yeah. altogether. But I, I thankfully, I will say this. I mean, just thinking about this out loud here because we we did definitely did not talk about this nope. before going on air. Um, I think in my life wild shit wise like sexually and everything else yep. like i've done it i feel like i've done all of that i was just thinking the same thing um i feel like career wise and everything else like I, I i've done pretty much everything that i've wanted to do right um or that i could within my control yep um so i feel all right about that i have a close relationship with my parents so like i would probably want them near me yeah you know? to, yeah somewhere close yeah but I think, oddly enough, it would, my last six months would be spent making sure my kids had the best time they could rather than myself. Whereas you, if you ask single Ross what it would be, it would be fucking Freddie Mercury, you know, like, yeah. I mean, for chicks, not, you well, know, well, not dudes. You may but. as well. Like, what's the point of not banging a dude at that point? Yeah, I mean, that's not gay anymore, buddy. Like that, that's it's it's the smoke them if you got them thing on a plane. Like if you're going down to smoke, yeah, like break exactly. the rules at that point yep. because it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. All yeah. I'm here to say is that it doesn't matter now. Even though we're not necessarily waiting for a giant rock hurtling through space to slam into us, we are waiting on our 75th to 82nd birthday to die. So what's the point of any of this shit? Nothing. There's I'm no right point, there you, brother. Do what you want. Act as if Mars is on its way. And do whatever the fuck you want. Dude, 
Because we had this conversation last night because I was like, dude, what, what do you get off on? Like, what is it exactly? Chaos, man. Yes. Yeah. So, what would you, so what would you do with that fucking six months? Yeah, you were, you're, you're probably the most yeah. interesting out of all of yeah, us. Yeah, but here, here's the, the plot twist. When you were saying this, I, I was just kind of smiling. You're talking about your kids and everything. I've done a lot of shit. Like, I fucking have been to 27 countries. It's great. I've had awesome experiences. Uh, dude, I've done a lot of shit. There's just a couple things I need to check off my, my bucket list. One of them being, which is very time-consuming, hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, right? How, Sounds, long, how long does that take? Uh, like three months-ish. So would fast. you spend three out of Fuck your last yeah, six doing like, that? Myself, what? Because you're by yourself, dude. Fuck it. Like, you're all going to die. But I I'll, mean, if you could get a, a harem of people Not together. even, dude. Like, it would be, you'd be by yourself. I'm, I'm a very social individual, but I love being by myself. I thrive when I'm by myself. I love going to eat, going to the movies. Uh, I do everything by myself. I, I fucking have sex by myself. No, uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I, I think it would just be a great experience to just know like the world's going to fucking end and this is awesome, right? As, as you're just walking in on the, s- such a peaceful trail as the world's in chaos, you're kind of isolated. It's a very scout sniper thing to say. I mean, it'd be cool, man. Uh, like, Why do you say that? Because they, well, I don't know about your experience uh, or where you were assigned or whatever, but they often work either alone or in small group, very small, very groups. small teams. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you, you spend a lot of time either talking to one or two people or yourself. It's so beautiful, man. Like when you're by yourself in the wilderness, right. And like you're doing land navigation. Uh, it's, it's fucking awesome. You're completely by yourself. You hear noises. And when you're growing up, you have this idea of like, I heard like horror movies, such bullshit to me. Right. Cause they hear noise and they're like, Oh God, dude, there's nothing to be scared of. Right. It's either you die or you don't. And, you know, you hike and it's fucking beautiful. You see all the stars, you see the moon, and you just think to yourself, there's no Instagram to take videos. Of. It's just like fucking, you're by yourself, man, and you're free. So I would love to do that in my last couple months on Earth, and I would just think. When I'm by myself, I think a lot, right? When I'm in, um, in the vehicle, for the most part, I turn off the radio, and I'm in, I'm in my own thoughts, and that's when I thrive. I start, think, I start planning my life, right, versus I don't own a TV, Right, because I don't like watching TV and having something control my brain and my thoughts or absorbing my energy to think when I could be thinking about myself. So doing something like this to me would be huge. I'd be completely isolated, but I will do the Pacific Crest Trail before I die. That's a great. Right? It's actually a really great answer. I would I would have thought something totally different. Oh, I love fucking chaos. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if, let's say the thing takes three, four months, and then I still have two more months. Okay, that was fun. Let me fucking enjoy the shit show, right? Right. And then at that point, you bang people, fucking kill people. So would the hiking be at the end? What's that? No. No, no, no. Just get, get out, out of the way. way. Get out of the oh, way. Oh, you want to get out of the way yeah. first? Because I thought, I thought, all right, cool. That's how you no, enjoy no, no, the last No, 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 because the world's going to get, no. And then here's, here's where it, it works out perfect. Because the chaotic era would be towards the very, very end. Yes. Any sort of structure or People would role, be in disbelief It would just be complete chaos. There'd be no cops. Why the fuck are you going to be a cop and like, I got to serve my dude? Nah, dog, dog. If I'm a cop, you know what I mean? And they're like, hey, you got to show up to work. Like, why do I show up to work? Why do I get paid? None of this matters. I want this water. I'm taking it kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's caveman uh, rules. It's caveman rules. Like, and then that's why I, I would, I would get a bunch of guns and some of my close friends and take over some kind of something in the Hollywood Hills and okay. establish a compound up there. So I could look down at Hollywood as it all fell apart. Like Oof. I would want to watch from a, a little I, bit of a distance. I know where you could People go trying to that rob for you sure. left and right, dude. People would walk up and tr- they want your resources. They want your money. They, right. Because that's, yeah, I mean. You'd want to take over Griffith uh, Observatory because that oh, yeah, way yeah. You, could, you, could see, you could see everything that would going be down, like really going down. 
And it's up on the hill where you're like, all right, fuck yeah, dude. This and I would is... get like high powered telescopes and I would just be watching. Well, they're already them. there. Well, you can, I don't know if you yeah. can aim them down at the city, though. That would be kind of cool if you could look at Mars from the observatory. Like, as yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you, you'd have the best view of it. You'd have guns and you'd get to working, see dude. everything go on down there. Yeah, gasoline I think, companies would shut down. Who's going to want to transport? Who's going to want to drive the next six months transporting? No, it, you it'd know, be fucking Because in chaos. L.A. would probably be the best city to watch it, watch it burn because yeah. from up there, you can see all of it. And it, holy fuck. It would be absolutely. I don't actually chaos. thrive on or want human misery to happen. I think I've said the opposite of that. Like, I think the goal of humanity should be to minimize conscious suffering in whatever way we can. But if those are the conditions, it's Thunderdome rules. I mean, at that yeah. point, it's like, man, I don't have any kids. But it, for me, I wouldn't be doing like you. I've had a very crazy sexual past. I've done all that shit and done a lot of other crazy bullshit as well. Yeah. Both with drugs and crime and just exciting shit in general. Um, yeah, I feel like I've pushed it life-wise to where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the weird thing is now, like, looking at my life now, like, I'm happy in what I do. I'm happy with my family, uh, my kids, and my neighbors, and my neighborhood, and all that stuff. Like, fuck, man, I don't even think I would leave. I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't even leave this city. It's a very husband answer to give. It is. Well, no, I mean, I, but it's true, because I kind of feel the same way. I feel like I would find myself a war bride of some sort. Like <laughs> one, one of these, one of these people that I've known, you know, there are these people in your life that you've known for a long time that you have dated and you're like, uh, under different circumstances, this would be great. Right. And I would just find one and be like, Hey, look, man, this shit's ending. Let's just fucking do this for yeah. a while. Like I, we don't have to worry about our careers or, or our 401ks awesome. anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. everything else other than the circumstances of life were right about us. Let's just fucking do this. You and I are going to fucking wreck some shit. Do you go back months. in your past then oh, and yeah, choose yeah. an ex-girlfriend? For sure, because I don't want to spend the next six months getting to know a new person. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Dude, uh, like my I mom. I actually have someone in mind right now. Really? Yeah. No shit. Yep. What's his name? <laughs> his name's Justin Gold. Troy His name's You know Troy. what We don't have to wait Six months baby Let's just do this <laughs> Live Live on the show <laughs> I want I want Drinking Bros To go to the YouTube page And go into the comments And tell us What you would do With the last six months Of your life Yes You guys are super funny And creative And fucked in the head Obviously if you're Listening to this shit So go to YouTube Go in the comments and I'll send some free shit to the best comment. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, and we've combined YouTube channels here for Drinking Bros and uh, Ross Patterson Revolution for yep. the media. We have a media company now and everything. So uh, it's combined. And uh, right now we got uh, somewhere near 4,000 subscribers. Yep. Uh, we're making a big push in a video. So do it. Tell the comments. I'd, I'd be interested when this episode airs. I'd be interested to see what everybody's thoughts are. Um, mine happens to be like when you were saying it's a very husband thing to say. In a good relationship, right? Now, if I was in a shitty relationship... Kill her. Bulls on parade. Yeah, forget and, you it, know, dude. You can't say that in, anymore in today's day and age. If I didn't like anything. my kids or whatever, I'd kill them. No. deuce out. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, yeah. Dude, uh. Uh, I, I truly believe, kind of like Dan, like nothing really happens when you die. And that's a beautiful thing. That's why I live my life, right? Yeah. My mom even said when I was growing up one time, uh, I don't even know how we got to it, but pretty much I had made it very clear that you know if I lost her... Uh, I would be so sad and I would cry. And my mom said, why would you cry when I die? And I'm like, well, it'd be sad. And she said, I, I understand that, but I will always be here, right? She used to let me dress myself. And she used to let me, if I told her, I'm going to go do this stupid, crazy shit, she would look at me and say, I'm not going to be there to hold your hand your whole life, Justin. So you need to learn. 
right? And she would, that was her mentality. But one time she told me if she dies, she doesn't want me to cry for her. And I said, why? And she tells me, because I'll be dead, Justin. I can't feel anything. Why, why should you cry as you're still on this planet? Uh, and I feel like that really has had such an impact on me to really live my life. Like, when, when, again, when I signed up for the Marine Corps, um, I signed up for infantry at the height of the war, and my mom cried. And she looked at me. I was 17. She had a sign. And she said, are you sure this is what you want? And I said, yes. And she started, like, tears literally ran down her face. And she said, okay. And she signed, and she hugged me, and she just started crying because she's never prevented me from doing what I want. And I feel a part of this it has just translated to me having my own thoughts, not letting a book of religion control it, and being like, I am happy with the fact that nothing happens when we die. And that is why I live in every single, I never miss out on an opportunity. Hey, go do this crazy shit. That girl's smoking hot. Talk to her at a bar. No. You know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm in the moment. I'm not going to let yeah. this two seconds of rejection dictate the, the remainder of my fucking minuscule time in this universe, right? Because... It's fucking stupid. Why, why am I not going to dress up like a weirdo uh, for this event and have everybody look at me and say shit like, huh, I respect your confidence. And they're trying to talk condescendingly to me. And I'm like, I respect how fucking ignorant you are because, you know, I'm living in the moment. And that's how I live my life. Again, nothing happens when you die. So we're talking about this uh, theoretical end of the world. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Right? Live your life, man. So do you, do you look back with any regrets? And are you a regrets no. guy? Fuck that's great. No. I, I, I don't I, think people I think I dwell pe- on too many things. From people the past. regret the things that they did not do, not the things that they did do. That's my opinion. Like if you lash out in anger, you may regret that. But I mean, major life decisions. You don't regret fucking somebody. You regret not fucking them for yes. the most part. Yeah. Right. That's, that's just how I live my life. On your deathbed. Are you going to be like, as you're dying, are you going to be like the Mercedes the beach house, the this. Is that all going to flash in your brain? No, nah, it's going to be die? people. It'll be, always be people. It'll be people. It'll be, yeah. it'll be, you'll have a lot of little fun moments. Memories. Yeah. I, I love memories. Dude. I live for the fucking memories. memories. I used to have a football coach, dude. Uh, he used to clap his hands every day and he would run us to the ground when we were like vomiting, right? And they used to legitimately, I mean, I grew up in Laredo, Texas, gets like 110 in the summer. And they would have this belief when we were growing up, like, you don't get fucking water yet. You haven't earned it. You know, kids are dropping and shit. Like, it was tough, man. And they would run us into the ground. And we always had this football coach, uh, Coach Aguirre. And he would clap his hands. And he would always say, it's a great day to be alive, boys. It's a great day to be alive. And then he would always get all motivated as we were, like, looking at him, like, fuck you, old man. And he, he used to say, people would kill to be in your position running right now, having cleats on their feet. There's people that don't even have shoes. And you're like, whatever, coach. I get it. <sighs> Trying to motivate me. Like 10 fucking years later, uh, come to find out, this man was suffering from, from, he was fighting cancer the whole time. And he died. And I found out like 10 years fucking later that he had been battling cancer. And he wasn't just telling us shit to blow smoke up our ass. He was being genuine. Like, I would give anything in the fucking world to be your age like healthy enough to run until I fucking vomit cocksucker right. stop feeling sorry for yourself and that man taught me such a lesson he never once told us that he had cancer you find out later right and he was truly doing what he loved living out his last days fucking inspiring uh young athletes right that's something that really stuck with me and I'll never forget that so when people say this generic cliche shit like it's a great day to be alive or like how's your day and the, the first response is <sighs> Well, vent, 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 negative, negative. I cut you out of conversation. I honestly might try and lift you, but if you don't take the bait, I'm going to fucking walk away because you're negative and you're attracting someone that's also going to be like, yeah, I get you, brother. Lost my fucking everything. Yeah, and you guys are going to talk and bullshit and dwell for the next two hours of your life. 
right? Or you're going to fucking meet someone else that's super positive. Hey, how's your day? My day's fucking great, man. It's, it's always a great day when I wake up on this side of the dirt. Boom, let's talk about good shit. Let's lift each other. Give me your fucking email. Give me your Instagram. And you keep going, right, whatever. I'm, I'm getting on. Uh, I'm going down no, a rabbit that's, hole. That's here. how it goes. That's why dudes fucking pop themselves when they get out of the military. Because they just go full, full into negativity and they lose that group of friends. There's two, two things. One is the release of st- talking about how fucking brutal life can be in a fucked up way with the closest people in your life. And then the other one is that these guys have a vested interest in making sure you're lifted right. because we have to go fight together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like all kinds of stuff working together to make a really shitty situation very good. And I think it's a model that other people that aren't military or first responder can, can really use. If they, if that, that's why I think um, like Matt's book, for example, the, the conversations that he talks about, and I, I'm not spoiling anything here, the conversations that he has with his brothers specifically yes and then later on with his uh ranger buddies Mm -hmm. is like that's the stuff to me if you've served in any capacity that stuff's really going to hit home with you and i think if we could translate that into the civilian community somehow and i think comedy does it but these days where is the comedy you can't say anything it's not yeah yeah because and people ask me all the time they're like yo man why do the podcast with you know military guys and yeah. how why are you guys all friends it was like we all have a dark sense of humor i'm a comedian my sense of humor is fucking real dark if you've seen any of my movies and that's why we all get along yeah. in real life it's, think, it's cathartic yes and but i think a lot of people when you're talking about civilians how to translate this into civilians, i don't think people's sense of humor for the most part isn't that dark um and when you go and like fuck, we're out there talking to people and shit. Like half the time, people are just like, "Yo, what the I'm fuck taking, is I'm, wrong?" I'm trying with to these set guys? up bait, right? And, yeah. and I notice that people <laughs> we talk to either a make us laugh because we say crazy shit, and they're like, "What did you say yesterday that you hated people? You were wearing the Thanos 2020?" Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then the guy's like, "I love the hat, white Thanos though," and he's like, "Uh, typically because Thanos hates other human beings, and I'm kind of the same way. I fucking hate people." And the guy was like. Cool, man. And he walked away. That made me laugh. Like, I looked at him. I was like, that was great. That was great. Thanks. Good. Nice line. Nice comedy. Or you meet the other motherfucker that starts laughing and he's just as fucked up as you are. And he either, he joins us. We're like, we're forces are combined. I'm a positive individual, right? Like we all are. Yeah. Otherwise we wouldn't be, I do not associate with people that I'm like, you're fucking, you're dragging me down. I hate that. Yeah. Same. That, That person that every time you talk to him, it's something new. It's like, well, now my fucking this is happening. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, life, life can be hard sometimes. If you need help, ask me, and I will fucking help you 24 hours a day. I don't give a shit. But have something to say. Like, if, you're, if everything that comes out of your mouth is a complaint, you're just setting yourself up for more negativity when, when later Poor on. me, victim. Yeah. Okay, motherfucker. Like, it just doesn't... Right. I'm not saying that people shouldn't feel a certain way about life being difficult, because it is difficult very frequently. But if you approach it in that way, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, you, honestly, you're there's, fucked. There's people that have been through the fucking Holocaust, man, and been through terrible shit. Yeah. Right? And then they lose their whole fucking family and they somehow, some way, pull themselves out of this shit. Have, you know, they meet somebody, start a fucking family, and now there's people like my grandfather. And, and although, they're all joking aside, we say a lot of crazy shit. If this motherfucker can go through something that I cannot even, like, imagine going through ever, and he can turn his life around, become successful, then you fucking losing your girlfriend and fucking end of the world because X, Y, and Z happen is not that fucking bad, man. Like, people, we all think as humans that we're the first individuals to ever have these problems. Right? Yeah, it's right. funny. Uh, David Draymond, the lead singer of Disturbed, and I'm not a huge fan of their music, 
but he was at a live show, fucking 30,000 people on the crowd. And uh, I think something had happened recently that triggered this statement. But he, he was like, uh, every, all of us deal with shit, drug addiction, depression, whatever it is, like this bullshit in, in life um, at some point. Or you know someone that has. So he, and he was talking about, he, he brought up uh, Chester Bennington and uh, uh, lead some, singer some, of, yeah, of, of uh, Soundgarden, Chris Cornell. And Cornell as well, yeah. yeah. So uh, he was like, just, uh, just let's, let's do a thought or let's do an experiment right quick. If you or someone you know has had problems with depression or drug abuse, raise your hand and like 99% of the people did because we all know that or we've experienced it ourselves. And he's like, see, you're not alone. So just talk. Just talk yeah, about yeah. it. Um, I think that's a super powerful message. That's why one of the reasons we do all this shit is, so it's, uh, it's the reason we started the show too, yeah. And the the group the reason, on Facebook, the reason and everything else. The group, yeah, yeah. And if That's you don't know point. that that Drinking Bros uh, has a has a private face group page, um, Facebook. Vigilant there, Guard is it's called Facebook our Facebook. It's called Drinking Bros Vigilant Guard. Yeah, so join Drinking Bros. And within that, there's you know six eight hundred subgroups. One of them is called Vigilant Guard. Yep. So if you're having a, a tough time, you can go there and uh, fuck man. Any time of day, somebody you you can and, get a hold of someone yeah. all day long. And if you're not in your local group whether it's your state or city, if your city's big enough, you got to join that shit. I see people on a, like seriously, one a week at least. Somebody, their fucking car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And they make a post on Drinker Bros and like, oh, my fucking cousin lives there. Okay, cool. And all of a sudden you're getting towed somewhere not in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, and even us, like we're, we're heading to, uh, we're doing a live show in Orlando, yep. Florida, and we're like, dude, we'd love to throw a, a house party and just do it at somebody's house. You show up to somebody's house, yep. do a live show and party with everybody. I mean, it took what eighteen minutes, and we've got yeah. a house secured, and, and yep. you know, and it's going to be a rager of a pool party. It's going to yep. be awesome. It's going to be wild. Uh, August twenty uh, third, Friday night, if you're in the Orlando area, and that's what that group is is really like on Facebook. If you if you join, uh, uh, and this is speaking of which is where we get to the drinking bro of the week. Yeah. So this was submitted by William Wachter, I think is how you say it. W a c h t e r. He says, "I'd like to nominate someone for drinking bro of the week, uh, Robert Rutherford." He was a U.S. Army vet with 13 years in. Uh, Bobby was a great friend, mentor, teacher, um, both as a drill sergeant and as a manager in the civilian world. He was always there for us and was always pushing us to be the best that we could be. Uh, it, mean, it would mean a lot to them if we could do it, of course. Of course. Um, we, we lose a lot of people. And as you get older, it just happens, even if it's not necessary. This doesn't seem to be related to his military service. I think it was a car crash or something. Right. Shit sucks. You don't, yeah. You're not promised tomorrow, and there's nothing it's coming after. It's a great after. day to be alive. Yeah, it is. There's nothing coming after this, so fucking go out and hang out with your buddies and get fucked up or read a book on the beach. I don't give a shit what you do, but do something. Yeah. Do something with your fucking life. And uh, if you time. are having problems out there, again, join uh, the private uh, Facebook group, Dream yep. Bros. Um, it's a powerful, powerful community, yep. and we're, we're grateful that uh, you guys listen, and we're grateful that, that you're all signed up. And... Uh, yeah, man. It's become a way of life. Uh, for Justin Governor, a.k.a. Disgusting Justin. A.k.a. Justin, build the wall. Build the wall, Governor. <laughs> uh, D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway. I am Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. Good night.